Hey everybody, live at SampleCon, Howard Feinberg, Insights Association, DC lobbyist. It is a pleasure to finally put a face to the name, sir. Likewise, Jamin, nice to see you in person. Yeah, we're at SampleCon. What's it like being with people? It's kind of cool. I've been very excited to be here and to just talk to people in person and uh, I've had a lot of fun. A lot of people, a lot of market researchers don't fully, including myself, uh, don't fully understand the role that you've played in maintaining our rights to be able to gather information from consumers and for consumers to be able to give us information that we can use to inform business decisions among the brands that we love. Tell us a little bit about your job and what you're doing. So it, I play the role of the all-purpose representative for the insights industry. And that means that I am meeting with members of Congress and senators and their staff and state legislators and trying to make them aware of the industry itself, which most people aren't aware. I mean, as most folks that are listening to this podcast probably know, even getting your clients to understand what it is that you're talking to them about can be a bit of a challenge. Uh, policymakers are in a similar boat, sometimes worse, because other than talking to them about political polling, it's something that is completely oblivious to them. Uh, so I am trying to explain to them, all right, well, here are the Insights Association members in your constituency, and that gets their attention a little bit like, oh, potential voters, I'm going to pay attention to that. <laughs> uh, but it's a lot about uh, niche policy issues that even a lot of the policymakers don't fully get their heads around, things like data privacy, stuff that's bread and butter for the daily operation for almost everybody and certainly in this industry, uh, but also you know, other just business issues of taxation. Uh, is there going to be an extra tax on your the sale of data or the just the revenue of an insights company because they're... Uh, happen to touch a certain state's consumer's data, you know, then they're going to get a little excise tax added on for that to punish you for doing research with their people in their state. And of course, they don't frame it as punishment. They frame it as this is the state where the value is created. Exactly. Therefore, we're extracting the value from you. Yeah. Right. Uh, because you extracted the value from our citizens. Exactly right. That is exactly how New York puts it. <laughs> so um, let's talk about a specific example, which you've kind of already talked about one relative ta to taxation um, at a state level, which I can only imagine how complex our world gets if that actually went through. Um, are there any other specific examples of where you've had to step in and help so the big one has been then what dragged me to SampleCon originally for an in, a webinar and now the you know, impetus for coming here is a law in California called AB 2257, uh, which passed and uh, became law last September mm -hmm. and requires a prorated hourly minimum wage for a research subject when they receive any kind of incentive and is amazingly one of the least compliable laws that I've ever encountered. In, and look, it was never the intention of the legislator to punish our industry for anything. I don't think she thought she was doing us a favor uh, by providing us a carve out because this is all about that, whether or not someone can be treated as an independent contractor or an employee because it's an either or. And we want to be able to treat our research subjects as independent contractors rather than treating them as an employee of your company just for having them fill out a survey or participating in some anything. So this has been a big deal, driving a lot of companies insane, trying to figure out how to comply with something that's so complex it can't actually be complied with, other than not doing research with a California person or not giving them an incentive. 
And we don't think that works out real well either way. That's a pretty important part of the overall economy. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, California is a problematic state, but it's a big one. Uh, so we put together uh, basically a coalition of our members re- helped raise money, got us a lobbyist uh, to help us out in Sacramento. And uh, we're on a pretty good path to getting a fix for that law to get rid of that minimum wage requirement. Uh, and it's the cooperation of folks within this industry who were presented with a four alarm fire. And yeah, we gave them an opportunity to respond to it in a collective fashion. And a lot of people have taken that. And I've, I've been very pleased so far that people have. I mean, it's one thing to run around with your hair on fire. It's another thing to try to do something about it and help other people do something about it too. Melanie Courtright has taken on the CEO role for the Insights Association. She's done a very good job, in my opinion, of elevating the role that the Insights Association plays with uh, representing our industry to legislators. Uh, that's been a, um, a great shift for us. When you, when you think about like, that transition, how has that impacted you? Um, in practical terms, you know, she's based in Dallas versus my old boss who was based in the DC area. So I don't <laughs> I have, don't I, I, my boss, yes, I don't see her very often other than on Zoom. But look, she's been an awesome asset from pretty much day one, far more than I could have ever uh, hoped for. And uh, I mean, she's been great. And, you know, she is both supporting in everything that I do regularly, but she's also got the whip hand because she's She's vested in the insights industry in a way that no one else can be. If they're not, if you're from the industry, you're going to care about the well-being of that industry in a really deep way, and she does. So when you know things were going all to hell in a handbasket with COVID, you know we went. I, I was working 60 hours a week trying to get things like the Paycheck Protection Programs that you know, pushed forward, so that our members in the small business category could get some help. Because there were a lot of people that were on the verge of bankruptcy. There were, we have had a couple members that have gone, uh, had, uh, one or two that have gone under. And I mean, there's a lot of tumult and we wanted to make sure that folks could survive, both in terms of the companies and the people. Uh, and yeah, we've extended memberships to unemployed people within yep. the industry for free, yep. uh, which we'd never done before, but makes perfect sense, especially in a crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing the every, she's looking for every avenue possible to take care of the best interests of the industry and also put forth the best face. Love it. Yeah, totally. It's in a really strong position right now, I think. Uh, so uh, I want to say thank you so much for the contribution that you have in helping us make sure that we can do our jobs. You're welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> Everybody else, I hope you found this very interesting. I certainly did. If you want to reach out to Howard for any reason, I'm sure you can find him on LinkedIn. There you go. Have a great rest of your day.